0: Log Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Coach's Corner, where we talk with other coaches and people who inspire, move, and motivate people to action. Listeners will learn about coaching and the many coaching niches and have an opportunity to ask questions of the many wonderful coaches who are my guests. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and, with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com. I'm doing a little experiment tonight, so you're actually listening to a special pre-recorded show. At least most of you are. There may be a couple of invited guests tonight. But for most of you, this is not a live show tonight. My guest on this show is Erin Kronikin, and she's not just a triple threat, she's at least a quadruple threat. She can act, she can sing, she can dance, and she's a business coach who has coached actors in the business of acting for more than seven years, and has been involved in theater as an actor almost longer than she can remember. Erin has a substantial resume in the theater, television, and movies, and has been acting professionally straight out of school. Along the way, Erin also developed significant skills in marketing and coaching and founded the Actors Enterprise to coach actors in having success in the business of acting. You can learn more about Erin on www.theactorsenterprise.org. The talented and lovely Aaron Kroniken, are you with us?
1: I am here. I could listen to you all day. Oh,
0: thank you. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be here. So thank you for having me.
0: I'm. I. I used to say that to my mother.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, they have to say yes.
0: Ah, thank you for having me. I used to say. Mhm.
1: Mhm.
0: So, so you're very interesting and uh, diverse background. Uh, I took a look at your website and and saw your mm-hmm. pictures and uh, some of the things you've done. Very, very exciting stuff.
1: Yes. Yes, we have to wear many hats as actors, so mm-hmm. and coaches, of course.
0: So actually, I'd like to hear maybe in the beginning. I'd like to hear more about the the uh, the, the background and entertaining, performing, mm-hmm. uh, th- uh, theater and all that stuff. Tell me about that.
1: Well, um, as a child, I loved uh, singing and dancing around the house, like you see many children do. Um, but I made it an obsession, and I would memorize lots of lines from movies, and when I was in fifth grade, I noticed that our local youth theater was doing an audition for Charlotte's Web, and this was a cartoon. I knew everything, and I was pretty certain that I was going to be cast as Fern Arable, the, um, the cute little girl, and instead um, I was cast as the Gander, um, which is not in the movie, uh, surprisingly. Uh, mm-hmm. It's only in the book and uh, in, in the play, uh, but uh, that was the first of many uh, roles where I played voice it wasn't until I got to college that so I thought, wow, I can play a girl. It's amazing. Um, so I've been acting since the age of nine, doing the musicals and plays.
0: Wow. You know, when you start talking about memorizing lines from movies, do you ever <laughs> see the movie Diner?
1: Oh, Diner. Hmm. I don't know if I have.
0: Oh, great movie. Mickey Mickey Rourke, a uh, pre-boxing career. Okay. And... Um, Oh, so many amazing people in that movie, uh, but there was this one guy uh, named uh, Tate Rupert, and he played, uh, it was a minor character, but he was obsessed with a particular movie, and he knew mm-hmm. every line of this movie, and he'd just uh, appear out of nowhere and starting to spout these lines from this movie.
1: Yes, that was a little bit like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you can relate yeah. to that.
1: Oh, yes, oh, yes.
0: So you, have, you are somebody who has, had, who has been driven by passion oh, yeah. that you've had since childhood and mm-hmm. you turned that into your career and you've also taken some of the other things that you've learned uh, along the way and now you've turned that into a way of helping other people in your profession.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Awesome. So now I want to hear about how did you get to... The coaching end of the acting arena.
1: Um, I I almost stumbled into it um, when when I graduated from a uh, theater school. Uh, I went to Pepperdine University on the West Coast, and um, instead of doing the normal route that actors do, uh, which is to go in to be a a server or bartender, uh, I instead got sucked into the corporate world, and I started working for an entrepreneur who. Um, His passion was advertising publications. So these would be magazines or um, things that would be in the mail, um, online ventures that focused on advertising or uh, bringing um, products for sale or services for sale to the general public. So I really cut my teeth on learning how businesses try to promote themselves, how they package themselves, and how they communicate it to others. Um, So I was doing that at the same time as my acting career, Uh, and I started to find that I was using a lot of the skills from the corporate world in my acting career as well. And then I got my equity card, which, uh, for those of you who don't know a lot about uh, professional theater, it is the union for professional stage actors. Uh, But once I got that union card, it meant I couldn't do any more community theater, and all of a sudden, um, I, I... a huge amount of the work that I had been doing I couldn't do anymore, and I could only go for the professional work, except professional work happens during the daytime, which is when corporate work happens, too. So I had a choice. Um, I then um, took a um, a rigorous series of courses through Landmark Education, um, just happened to be at that time, and decided, you know... What could I provide to the world that be of value um, that would allow me to quit my corporate job and follow my dream of being an actor? And that's where the coaching came up, and that was in 2002.
0: Uh, by the way, I am also a, a graduate of many landmark education oh, courses.
1: We're slowly taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh God, no, I, I hope, hope not.
0: But... Not, no. no. <laughs> but I, I, so now I, I, I would imagine that's. Uh, there's an area of uh, connectedness there, so I'm really, really uh, extra happy to know yes. you now.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's that's basically what happened. And when I uh, I started in 2002, I first started working with high school kids. Uh, I wanted I wanted to do something uh, that I didn't have myself, which was a mentor when I was a junior or senior in high school uh, in going to college. You know, m- most kids. Um, you either need to have a parent who's interested in the arts or you need to have a very, very savvy uh, teacher. And most of our schools are so impacted that they don't have a lot of guidance, these these kids. And if you don't have a lot of money, you may not have access to um, understanding the uh, admissions process for theaters. So I started a coaching service to help actors prepare their, um, their admission package for the theater schools, how to mm-hmm. um, do their audition, how to do their interview, how to write their essays that were specifically for the theater uh, departments. And what ended up happening was more and more adults wanted to get that kind of training, and uh, strangely. And so I, I thought I was a little ill-prepared for that. I thought, well, gosh, I, I'm almost a kid myself. What do I have to offer? And I found that um, there's a real divide between artists and, and the business and the industry and uh, I, I discovered that I really had something to offer. I could find a way to take business and break it down into bite-sized little pieces and make it something that artists can understand. And when artists are empowered to follow the business, uh, they, have, they find a lot more inspiration, they find a lot more joy, and uh, I already mentioned the word, they feel empowered. And uh, I think this is the same in, across all industries, when you feel like someone else, has the, um, has the right or the ability to say, no, you won't work here. You feel disempowered. And so I'm teaching actors how to take some of that power back.
0: Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Now, now you uh, don't teach, you don't coach acting per se, correct?
1: Correct, correct. I only do the, I say I don't do the ABCs of acting. I do everything else. I do everything on what to do before you get the job and then what you do after you finish the job.
0: Okay, so now one of the, so is distinction between, I just want to get clear, so you as a coach of uh, actors in, in their business, are uh, you more of a mentor or a teacher, or do you also help people bring out certain aspects of themselves?
1: I do, I do all of that, it's, um, it's highly individualized, I imagine your coaching is the same way, where uh, you find out where someone feels like they're stuck, and then mm-hmm. I kind of um, mold the coaching to fit what their needs are. So sometimes it's a cheerleader. Sometimes, you know, someone to say, you're doing the right thing, keep going. Uh, sometimes it is purely educational. They, I have knowledge in an area they don't, they don't, where they need the knowledge. And sometimes it's, uh, it's really rigorous, uh, introspective sort of training. And if uh, a lot of times as an, you know, this is the same everywhere, but as an actor, they we're hired to play certain roles, but we are being hired to bring our specific perspective to the role. So an example I always like to give is, what if someone asked you to stand in front of a group of people and read from the phone book? There's something special in each of us that makes us read the phone book that special way. And we're going to do it whether we know we're doing it or not. So if I can teach actors how to harness that and figure out who they actually are, um, their full self, then I can um, teach them how to expose that when, uh, and to know that they're special. They've got a special perspective based on everything that they've been through in their life culminates into that moment, um, that performance.
0: I'm just now imagining various uh, well-known people reading the phone book.
1: Can you imagine? You have a James Earl Jones. That's exactly the first person a, in my yeah. mind. Because mm-hmm, you hear that voice and then yes. you think of somebody like, uh, Jane Fonda just came to mind. I don't know why. But all whoever it is, no one's going to read it the same way. Same text, totally different. So uh, it's very inspiring. And uh, we we think uh, in life that um, that we really need to be carbon copies of each other mm-hmm. because that's what's most acceptable. That's what's more expected. But um, we, I think most businesses, at least the businesses that I'd like to work for uh hopefully honor the individual
0: mm. so who so who are typically the people that you're working with now?
1: um I typically work it with Uh, It could be actors really of all ages. Uh, They need to be people who are interested in uh, really pursuing it as a profession as opposed to a hobby because Mm -hmm. there's a lot you can do on your own if it's a hobby. And frankly, this costs money to be um, getting advice on on careers and there are many other things you could spend money on if it was just a hobby. Um, So I ask that they be um, pursuing it seriously as a profession. Um, I don't usually work with many kids anymore. I think that kids should go and have fun and be in school, uh, and I think that, um, and in being acting in classes, I think they come on quite a bit there, so I work with a lot of adults from um, those who are in college uh, all the way, I mean, I've got a client who's 72, <laughs> and, uh, and what's exciting is that he's reentered um, the world after being away after he had kids, so he acted when he was younger, and then took a break, and now he's coming back, and it's very exciting to watch.
0: So the people who come to you, they've already made the decision. They may have done some dabbling and tried it out. They may have tried it as a hobby, and now they're at that point where they're, I'm ready to take this on.
1: Exactly right. And that's, um, so it's the decision to do that, that commitment that's important, not so much what level they're at. I deal with true beginners um, and people also who, um, who have been in the business for years, people who have been on Broadway, um, people who are still on Broadway, because um, most people – don't feel content where they are. Um, they may have some contentment, but usually people still have wants and needs that are beyond what they have. And having a, a coach, somebody who can um, be that outside eye, um, while you are trying to make that transition, can be very useful.
0: And do you work entirely uh, with as a one-on-one coach, or do anything classes or workshops?
1: I mostly do uh, one-on-one coaching. I do do a once-a-month event, which I call my bite-sized business soiree, um, and it is part master class, part networking mixer, and that's something that I do uh, once a month trying to give my students and their friends and their friends a chance to um, meet with each other, and I pick a topic that I think is of interest in the business. Like I might talk about social networking, like talk about how to use Twitter and um uh, in Facebook, how to use that for your career. Or I might talk about uh, understanding and breaking down the casting process. And we talk about it in a, um, a master class environment where there's a very small amount of actors who are, uh, you know, chewing on this topic together. And then we do a networking mixer where they can get to know some other folks and build a community. So I do that once a month. But mostly it's it's a one-on-one.
0: And have you have you ever done a distance coaching, or does it not work with what you do?
1: I have. I do it actually quite a bit. Um, doing coaching by phone or by Skype is really easy. Uh, the only thing that I have not yet done, I don't think it would work, would be audition coaching, uh, which I do do. I do um, coaching on monologues and scene um, work with actors uh, from the business perspective, which is kind of odd. Auditions are not like, um, if you think about, auditions um, are equal to interviews when it comes to um, the the acting world versus the traditional business world. So an interview, even if you were demonstrating some of your skills, it's not real, it's not your real job. Um, So you need to learn how to exhibit those skills in an interview style. um, And then you go do the actual work when you get hired. And it's the same thing for acting. Auditions are not real acting, though it has elements of acting.
0: Well, what what might be an example of something you might, show somebody in that in that scenario
1: um well like uh using the phone book example um when someone brings in uh, let's say tomorrow uh there are auditions here in new york for the revival of um, angels in america and uh, so we all know we've seen the movie on hbo we've a lot of people have probably seen the performances that um that what well, gosh it was almost 20 years ago in fact it might have been 20 years ago when they did it, and that might be why they're bringing it back now. Hmm. Uh, we have a very strong feeling about what the plays were about at that time, and there would be the um, instincts to try to copy what some of these actors and actresses had done in the show. And one of the things I'll work on with actors is, how do you take what you learned in the classroom, as uh, in your acting classes, and now bring yourself to the audition room, um, learn how to deal with nerves, learn how to be yourself when you walk in, but still be able to build the character as you go. Um, If you can just imagine having to shake hands with people and then all of a sudden turn into somebody else, it's quite a trick. So we try to make it as seamless as possible. Um, And really exposing, um, again, trying not to be a carbon copy of what you've seen before. Try to bring yourself to it um, while still honoring the roles that, um, that have been written by these, this wonderful playwright.
0: For some reason, the idea that you could probably use some of the same techniques to coach people and, uh, who go on blind dates.
1: In fact, yes. Well, uh, yes. I, and I talk about that all the time with my students, um, consider this a blind date when you meet an agent or a casting director and a lot of people want, I always joke, when you go into those a blind date, you don't say, "Okay, and for a wife, I'm looking for this, this, and this, or for a husband <laughs> um but that's what actors do when they go into meetings with agents and casting directors and it's It's the initial meeting, and they expect that a relationship's going to be built in what ten minutes. So I try to teach actors how how to have realistic expectations and uh create a little mystery. Okay, I think a
0: blind date like that in India might work that way.
1: Right. That, oh, that yes, I'm looking for a wife
0: uh, who would be uh, able to have at least ten children.
1: Exactly, exactly right. That doesn't really work here. No, doesn't um, work here. Right. I don't want my mom involved in my career. No, thank you. <laughs> as much as I love her.
0: No. Oh, too funny. What was I going to ask you? My my mind just went in an entirely different direction.
1: It's what happens when we when we role play. You know.
0: Well, I love role playing. Thing.
1: That's what. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, uh, I actually I took um, years ago some uh, several years of improv classes mm-hmm. that I I use to this day in coaching. Mm. The training I got in improv is actually some of the best training I ever got for anything.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. It's terrifying, mm. though, isn't it?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 on a par with with, uh, you know, doing straight comedy, like getting up and doing comedy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's terrifying, too.
0: But, uh, the difference being, though, that you have support.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. At least uh, you ought to <laughs> be having support. Somebody's supposed to have your back when you're doing that. Right. Whereas uh, you're all by yourself when you're doing comedy.
1: Right, right. And I've that's done both,
0: it. so I could I could speak to both kinds of fears. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So um w- when did you start the actors enterprise?
1: The actors Enterprise, is an um I started it once I moved to New York City um, in August of two thousand and seven so it's been going for almost two and a half years now here in this incarnation and where do you see yourself taking it Ooh, that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that before um, i think I honestly think it's going to be more of the same um, um my the coaching Comprises. I have a couple of different services. There's the one-on-one coaching. I also design websites and design postcards and business cards for actors. So the next step for me will be to bring on some more designers
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that, uh, to help me with the design of the website and postcard graphic design aspects. Um, and then the next step will be to bring on an assistant so that I, because I'm right now one man, one woman <laughs> operation. Um, and it's grown so big that I'm. I, it's starting to uh, not leave enough hours for the acting stuff that I want to do. And I think that's very important for people to remember what their livelihood is um, and not let the um, – even if you're passionate about your survival job or that, that thing that brings in your, your money, um, making sure you keep time for the things that really feed you and feed your soul. Um, so I, – I, It will continue to expand, but I imagine it'll always stay one-on-one because that's what I get the most—that's what I have the most passion for. That intimate connection I have with another person, and inspiring them to that to be everything that I know that they can be. And it's always within themselves. And I'm sure you're the same way with your clients too. It's amazing what people are capable of.
0: I also see though that you have something that could potentially be a lot larger if you wanted it to, uh,
1: mm-hmm. without
0: necessarily impacting your your passion of performance. Because it's
1: true, you um, could I, clone I, yourself. I I could, you know, science is it's uh, really progressing. <laughs> um, I I, have I actually didn't that mean that, that quite literally. I know, I know, I know, oh, you. But, you know, once Um, you
0: said that, I was thinking, you know, okay, I'll get my home uh, cloning kit out.
1: Exactly. Well, they're not that expensive if you get them on the Internet, you know, really good. But um, you can, I I think that there are a lot of people who have, um, I've been thinking about kind of molding somebody. A lot of the other coaching companies that I know about, they will bring on um, other coaches when they want, to grow um, and continue to grow. And especially I've been talking to somebody in Los Angeles um, who it may just make sense to have someone out there doing the same thing. Um, it's an interesting um, prospect. Have, do you have that? Do you have uh, other people working for you?
0: Not not yet, but that's certainly a, an area that I, that I look to for the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to collaborate and share, share war stories, see how that well, works.
0: Yes, we could could put our minds together and, dare I say it, rule the world.
1: Rule the world, take over the world, landmark style.
0: I was thinking thinking Stewie Griffin style, but landmark style works well. Oh, that's even better.
1: Oh, did you see the most recent something, 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 dark side? (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: It's quite quite good.
0: Oh, what a show. What a demented mind of uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. McFarland. Yes. Okay, I cannot get enough of that. It's one of these things Like I, I can get off into all sorts of intellectual pursuits and and highfalutin ideas, and, but at the end of the day, what I want to do is go home and watch Family Guy.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, yeah, you can't beat the ma, mama, mommy, mama. What? It's really funny every time. I don't, I can't, too much. So oh. sorry, everybody, that you had to sit through family <laughs> okay, guy quoting we're not nearly as funny but we're having a good time
0: what the deuce
1: what the deuce yes
0: yes I I, I, I envy that speaking of um, you know guys who who is a, a number of, of skills that that man has right. uh, as a voice talent really impresses me
1: yes well if you've watched um, in this most recent DVD of um, you know the Empire Strikes Back something 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 dark side um, there's a Commentary. It's a, almost like pop-up video commentary mm-hmm. where it's little blurbs that come up on the screen. And uh, as the movie starts, um, it counts out how many different voices that Seth did in the movie. So it would say, oh, that's number one, two, three, four, five, as he's, you know, a crowd of people. And they, I don't know how many different voices he did. Um, uh, more than 20, um, but I, I don't remember how many, but it was fascinating to listen to.
0: I wonder if he pays himself for each one of them. Separate I would checks.
1: if I were him, for sure.
0: And he's also Since, a terrific singer.
1: <laughs> uh, have you heard is him that, sing? Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. terrific singer. Oh, yes. I love that they do musicals on the show. Because then, you know, they do Shapoopy, which love is a that. huge musical theater number from the Music Man. And, you know, it's you know, it's very exciting for
0: me. I actually have a, I use a, a voicemail service called U-Mail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is the greatest thing in the world. It's totally for dot com and you can uh, give people various uh, things that they will hear when they call you. Oh, I love it. Everything from their name, that the, 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 they recognize the name, and this woman's voice will say your name, uh, to specific recordings. And it's, it says it's free, you could use so many of them. And one of them that I found, somebody had uploaded the, the Family Guy Shapoopy song.
1: <laughs>
0: and there's a certain friend of mine who now hears that. When he calls me,
1: uh huh. And does he realize it's been handpicked for him, or does he uh, think everyone here should? Be
0: <laughs> I don't know. I somebody else here hears uh, uh, Quagmire, so. Oh,
1: I love it! I love it. I'm and think that I'm just demented,
0: which is mm-hmm. another story. I'm a coach, and I'm demented.
1: Yep, yep. You can be. You can be
0: doing great things for the world and have a demented sense of humor.
1: I think it's almost required. Uh, because how, you know, you take on all of these other things in your life, and you mm-hmm. need to let loose somehow without killing somebody. So this is the way to go.
0: So let's see. So uh, what sort of uh, advice, you, 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 actually, you know, as a coach, most coaches, we're not. I like to say we're not in the advice business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You might be more in the advice business than I would be.
1: Right. Yeah, we have a little bit of a different um, uh, set of requirements. In fact, there's no rule book with what I do. Um, yeah, it's a little bit different. But uh, but I don't because I pass off the people I need to get real advice to, and I give them to the life coaches. So I, I I lovingly refer them.
0: <laughs> oh so. well, this is good news.
1: I know. I know. Right.
0: Absolutely. But so, what's what's the best advice you give to somebody who's starting? Who's at that point of making the decision?
1: Um, at the point of making the decision of whether they, they want to be an astronaut. Um, sure. The well. I mean, the person who's people... who's
0: made that. Like, I'm okay. I'm ready. Yep. What's like the most important thing for that person to know?
1: Uh, they need uh, patience um, and to be open to um, to what's what they're going to be experiencing mm. the next. And then the weeks and the months and the years as they build their career. um, One of the things that I um, spend a lot of time reassuring actors is that um, the business and, to a certain extent, um, what you coach on as well in you know motivation and that sort of thing, it's not born in us. Um, The business certainly not. We are not born. No, understanding economics, we're not born. understanding um, uh, supply and demand or any of that, uh, anything with advertising. Uh, most people who want to start a business go and get their MBAs. That's usually what they do. So when an artist comes to me and says, um, "I want to be an actor, and I just anytime I think of the business, um, I get faint and I want to throw up." I say, don't worry, you don't like it because you think you're supposed to know it already. And uh, they don't teach the business in acting school. You learn how to be a good actor but not a good um, salesperson, not a good business owner. So I just reassure them that um, anyone can learn the business, whether you like it or not. I think you're born with it <laughs> or not, if you have kind of a, um, a real passion and a drive for it like I do. Um, but it's, it's a learned skill And once they kind of get that, and um, I also say that those who hate the business, oftentimes, it's not that they hate the business, it's that they hate not being able to do the business. Mm. And when they actually learn a little bit of it, they find it's very creative, lots of fun, and especially when you're your own boss, you can kill a project anytime you want to, start up and do something new. Um, I always make the joke that, you know, when you're your own boss, you find out your boss is a jerk, but, um, you know, you know, you, but, but your boss will give you time off whenever you want it. So it's, it's good.
0: This is, this is very true. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what are are the biggest pitfalls for somebody, uh, coming to you?
1: Um, probably the biggest pitfall, I think this is, um, across all industries is um, the amount of time that you're willing and energy that you're willing to put into your career. But I think particularly so with actors, there's um, a sort of feeling that anyone can be an actor because all you do is go and and you play act and you, you say words and uh, just like on the TV show extras, uh, he says, I, I had to say words. They give them to me. They tell me where to stand. I stand there. You know, it's, it's that easy, but um, it's, it's not really that easy, and it takes a lot of time. Um, you know, there's a, there was an article in the New York Times about this arts and crafts website called Etsy, which is kind of like the eBay for, um, for artisans. And, it, and the, the name of the article was called, That Hobby Looks Like a Lot of Work. <laughs> and it's about these artisans who have quit their day jobs and uh, started up these arts and crafts businesses and the amount of sheer hours that it takes to put, um, put their business together and the kind of impact that it has on their family life and, um, and their social lives and whatnot, and their, their finances. And it occurred to me as I was reading this, and in fact I just wrote a blog post about this um, on my website, um, I, I posed a question to actors, so um, how many hours do you spend on your business every day? And I'm not kidding many actors spend two or less, two or fewer hours a day um, on their business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of them might only spend five hours per week because they put so much emphasis on making an income in their day jobs. Um, and they and I have to have a, um, a very serious conversation with most actors and say that's not going to cut it. And you're going to fight against that. You're going to want to argue with me about that. But if you really want to do this, you need to take a cue from these people in other industries who work 12 hours a day on their businesses. Um, the difference between actors and somebody who is an artisan is they have to create their product before they put before they can sell it. So an artisan has to create the scarves or the, the paintings or whatever it is. Um, an actor um, also has to do that, but... Actors kind of deliver when they get the job, and so they think that's all they have to do is just get the job. But there is 99% of the work is just trying to get the job, and they're not they're not spending that kind of time. And that is the hardest thing to teach actors. That's the biggest pitfall of this business. So
0: the so in the business of acting, that so how many hours a day would you say it would take?
1: I think it do, it does vary for other people how um, it's about what kind of life you want to have as an actor and what your timetable is. Um, there are people who feel like um, they're in their um, their mid mid life and they feel like they don't have a lot of time to waste. Whereas maybe someone who's eighteen feels like they have all the time in the world. Someone who doesn't feel like they have time to waste needs to spend more hours per day because the results need to happen a little faster. But I would say what I do, um, because I'm balancing a day job and my, my acting career, or my, you know, my, my love, my passion, and then the thing I do to feed that passion, um, I try to make it equal. So if I'm going to work four hours a day on my coaching business, I'd like to work four hours a day on my acting business. And I, that's what I try to do week to week. And um, I encourage actors to um, first, when I work with them on time management, I encourage them to think about what's the ideal situation. When you think about what kind of life you want to lead, what does it look like? How many hours a week do you work on this or that? And we create the ideal life first, and then we look at the real life and what you actually have to deal with, and we add back in the kids, and we add back in the um, you know family and um, all those commitments that you have, with the day job, and we find a way to blend the two together Um, and that uh, so it varies. Um, Each person is going to vary a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I would just say balance, having a nice balance is what I always recommend.
0: So tell me about the, like the hours that you spend in the business of acting. Like what, what are you doing?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Wow. So acting um, is almost well, it's divided up a a lot of the same ways as other businesses. You have um, research, so you're researching your industry so that you are up on the trends, Um, you're educating yourself on things. So I might spend a lot of time on industry websites like Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Backstage, which is an acting publication, reading the New York Times, um, reading plays, reading books, watching movies, going to plays, um, and that's all in the research Um, section. Then there's education. So teaching myself new skills. I'm a singer, so I take um, a musical theater performance class every week. I have a uh, voice teacher that I work with every week. Uh, I take dance classes. And then I work every single day on my voice, learning new music. Um, So that's an education portion. Um, And then there's networking, uh, meeting all the people in the industry. I mean, the list just goes on and on. so on a typical day like today, um I how I balanced my days, I got up rather late because I was up rather late last night. Um, I answered all of my emails this morning, got everything squared away, made some submissions um, to some acting projects, did a co- uh, coached a client. Uh, then I got back to answering my emails and was doing further research, reading blogs. I do a lot of blog reading. Taught another student. And then uh blended my acting and coaching a little bit by um doing an event this evening, which was a an acting class for people interested in film and television and I was there as um uh, kind of what well be we considered kind of like a host, but they call it um monitors somebody who monitors a class is so someone who checks people in I ran the um the camera. <laughs> So that people could see what they looked like while they were working, mm-hmm. and got to meet the casting director who was teaching the class, and um, turned out we had a, um, a film that we're both involved with that we didn't realize we would be meeting each other shortly. So it was a great networking opportunity as well. And then I came, and now we're now we're talking. So that's a the the things change in a day, but that's sort of back and forth and switching. Coaching hat to an acting hat happens every single day for
0: me. No, I heard nothing painful in yeah. any of those things. So, and, so I, I I was expecting you to tell me something very uh, drudge drudge like, and I'm sure that some of those things have happened in your in your uh, business of acting life.
1: Well, a lot of people find that to be drudgery. Um, I think the hardest thing that actors i 'm um, very good with time management mm-hmm. and switching back and forth. most people um, it 's a skill that takes a lot of years to learn and um, most actors know they have things they want to do and then they kind of sit at their computer and it 's like this blank stare washes over them and they don 't know, oh, what am I supposed to do now and um, and luckily i 've been doing this a long time so I can self motivate but um, that's the scariest, but that's the drudgery is actually thinking up what I have to do today, not the actual execution of it.
0: So creating a, a, a plan on a daily basis?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, and a weekly basis and a monthly basis, learning how to make smart goals and um, uh, being able to test the results. Uh, it's, it's, that's the drudgery is kind of creating those systems, I think. Do you find that as well? When you're working with your clients, sometimes it's creating the systems that's the hardest?
0: Uh, creating the systems uh, can be. It, it depends on who, who I'm working with. And some people are just so averse to it, and that that's where it becomes a challenge. Right. Uh, getting somebody to, uh, to get that if you don't have a system or you don't have a way of working that that's uh, going to be consistent, you can't have consistent results.
1: Right, exactly right
0: but I, I was I I know that you do some what you've described as a kind of branding of mm-hmm. of an act. So like what how would you how do you do that sort of thing?
1: Oh, it's a very proprietary process. Uh, no, I kid. Um, <laughs> I work with Hector's on um, trying to figure out well first there are um Especially here in New York in a a major uh, center for for artistic life for theater, Los Angeles, New York in particular, when there's a lot of work to be had, um, actors have the luxury of specializing in what they do. You're going to find an expert in every niche of of this industry, somebody who just does that one thing and that's all they do. So I um, guide actors through a process to find out, Let's not just think about what you can do, because you're multi-talented. You can do many things. But what do you actually want to do? And once we figure out what kind of career they they want for themselves, what are the things that really make them passionate, then we can create a package around what that is. And um, you've probably heard, um, especially with your background um, in the arts, of this idea of typecasting, right? Sure. Um, So I believe that typecasting is actually your best friend because it means you'll work, because someone sees something in you that makes sense. So they want to cast you in it. Um, But the problem is when you allow others to typecast you, then uh, uh, you have no control. So I teach actors how to determine what they want, and then they typecast themselves. And they make sure that their identity is just screamed from the rafters. And then their job, and my job as a coach, is to... Um, send them out into the world and see if people get it. And if someone doesn't get it, if someone says, I'm a romantic comedy gal um, and I send them out and they believe that this is an action hero, um, we need to go back in and refine our package. And that's what I help actors do. So that's a very cursory sort of description
0: with What do you do with, when, when you have somebody who uh, they what they think is their type is so not clearly not.
1: Oh, it's really hard. Um, uh, it's on a case by case basis. I try to find a way that I can actually package them that way, that we can find something that connects. Um, sometimes it happens with age range. Like someone really believes that they are younger, they look appear younger yeah. than they do, or older than they do. Um, and I try to find other routes to getting them the kind of career that they want, empowering them, making them feel like a million bucks, while also keeping them very grounded. Uh, I don't have any specific examples without um, getting personal about any of my clients. Sure. um, But it's a very big problem. I'm sure you have the same situation, someone who believes that they are uh, CEO material and you go, "Ooh, hmm, well, let's see, let's see what we can do with that.
0: I was just, you know, are you familiar with the very famous uh, Dudley Moore, Peter Cook um, sketch about the the one-legged man trying out for Tarzan?
1: I, you have to remind me. I think I know what
0: you're talking about. It, it's probably on YouTube somewhere.
1: Okay, absolutely. I, I hope
0: it's, it's you know from the early '60s, and this you know it's, it's an audition of this one-legged man who is determined to get a tryout as Tarzan, and of course it's mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's very delusional. And, it, and it's like the, the the fellow who's like the director of this is it's b- trying to be as polite as he possibly can be to mm-hmm. explain that this is a, a, you know, bipedal job and you're a, you know, unipedal or something to that effect. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting, and um, a lot of people don't realize this, and then we go, oh, right. Um, you know, the arts, and in particular acting, is the one place where um, uh, biases are completely acceptable in a way that in the normal workplace they're not. Um, they're, you're supposed to be sort of colorblind and genderblind um, in, in all aspects of um, professional life except in acting. And and they can very exactly tell you what how much you're supposed to weigh for this role, what you're supposed to look like, your hair color, your skin color, freckles, no freckles. Um, I, I mean, it, they can be very biased and... Um, and that's just kind of the way it is. It's kind of fascinating. Uh, so you do, and there are sense of, People have a sensibility about them, um, and we as um, just human beings get people at a gut level pretty easily. You know, sure. if someone's the shy person or the um, the bossy person, or it, you can just sort of tell when you meet them, and uh, that kind of um, it also translates to the screen. So if anybody happens to go to my websites, and uh, you can go to my my acting website too, which is um, It you'll you'll see my pictures and you'll know that what I mean when I say I will never be cast as a character like the ones that Angelina Jolie plays, ever. And I could try to want that, and it really won't. Well, I'd have, I could probably get a lot of surgery, maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm a mix between... Uh, Amy Adams and uh, Rachel McAdams, all, all the Adams people. I'm basically mixed up. As long
0: as it's not uh, the Adams I'm, family, you're, you're well. Doing you know, well.
1: it's two Ds kind of messes that whole thing up. You know, um, you know, they, uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a quirky, you know, romantic comedy or um, dramedy girl. I'm I do the Grey's Anatomy style stuff, and um, I can do a little bit more dramatic than that, or a little bit more quirky than that, but that's... That's pretty much it. Now, if it's a romantic comedy that then turns into an action movie, I am there. Uh, but, but you know, and that's something that I'm just lucky. I don't want to be in action movies. Right. So there are those situations where someone just craves a certain kind of project. So I mean, there are, we can do quite a bit. There's all kinds of movies.
0: possibilities. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it can be as creative as anybody can 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 write something. <laughs> That hasn't been written before,
1: exactly right, and I use this as an example all the time. This idea of leading man versus character actor um, it all is in the writing, exactly what you just said. If you think about a movie like um, I use this example all the time, sideways with Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church uh-huh. um, that is a classic example of the character actor and the leading man switching because the the role in the the roles in the movie. Paul Giamatti is playing the leading man role, and Thomas Hayden Church is playing the best friend who does all these wacky shenanigans, and they are, they are cast completely against type there. Uh, I mean, they aren't because they're written as the movie star or the soap actor um, and this kind of undesirable putz sort of idea, um, but it's because they were written that way, and there's always, just like you said, there's so many possibilities if you just get the right writer
0: or, or look at you know Woody Allen who uh, m- created himself <clears throat> uh, despite his uh, extremely nebbishy and uh, very spe- very specific type but he mm-hmm. and, he managed to be this some sort of a leading man with some of the most beautiful women in Hollywood
1: Absolutely I think it's almost a misnomer to call it's it, to call it leading man versus character is almost to, uh, apples and oranges, in a way. It's really about um, an interesting story, and is it written with your qualities in mind? And I, I think there's room for everybody in this business.
0: You know what just popped into my head? You'll never guess, so I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> if you got, got this, you, I think it had to to like, give you a, like, a huge prize. And so, do uh, you, you remember the movie Fantasia? Have you ever seen it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah
0: the the uh, the dancing uh, uh hipp- hippos
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, th- and the, there's an example of uh somebody who is going out and casting themselves as uh ballerinas mm-hmm. right they're, they mm-hmm. are and in their minds they are these graceful creatures wearing tutus and but they're they're hippos right and and, that, and like that, I'm, I, I imagine that could be that. Imagine having a client who comes to you and that, now that's how they see themselves. What would yep. you do?
1: Yep. Yeah, you have to find a way to blend their reality with with my reality. And, and the interesting thing is my reality is not the same as a casting director's reality. Everyone is a, a, an individual. So um, just as soon as I could say yes, another person could say no. So it's about uh, committing to your vision, communicating it as well as you can. And uh, and almost when everyone says no, you just kind of do it anyway. You can just self-produce, which is what Woody Allen did.
0: And, and remember, those dancing hippos did get the part.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure their agent said, you'll never get that part.
1: Yeah, you'll never, never work in this town again. You'll
0: never work in this town again. Are you kidding me with that figure?
1: No. <laughs> about
0: it. Kid, come on, kid. you got to lose weight.
1: Yes, Take these no, little
0: pills. They, really, they're fine. They won't hurt you. True.
1: I yeah, told well, that I mean, to Judy seen, yesterday. seen Fantasia 3 and 4 where, you know, they're all smoking in the back room, you know, and they're, you know.
0: Those, but those are direct I, to video, as I recall. Oh, yeah, yeah. Painful,
1: painful.
0: Just that I'd throw out a little terminology to show how with it I am.
1: I, oh, I was I was there with you. I was like, man, this guy gets it.
0: <laughs> this guy knows the biz. See, I'm yeah. the in biz, so as if I'm, you know, really in it.
1: Right, when well, I do offer.
0: have I do have the card, you know, you so that makes me card. I am I have You're a sack. You're
1: qualified to vote in the uh, in the uh, for these. I yeah,
0: which I, these I have movies. to do by uh, noon tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I actually have uh, I'm halfway through um, I'm halfway through uh, Inglorious Bastards.
1: Oh yeah, are you enjoying it?
0: Uh, quite an excellent movie.
1: Good. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. That's uh, on my well, I've already have my sort of my favorites, but I'll, I'm going to try to watch at least part of it tonight. Um, and the part of Precious tonight. It's late, though. When when do I have time to do these things?
0: Well, you, you're going to be have to be up late if you want to uh, watch exactly. them and, and vote. <laughs> well, exactly. you, Or you could exactly just vote because saying. I like her face or I like his, yeah. which a lot of people do.
1: Yes, well, sure. Best marketing, sure, because if you notice even you know, the screeners that we received, um, you think about, well, this is a note for sort of anybody. I always remind actors that, where um, you're a consumer too. So notice what you love and what you respond to, and then that's how you run your business. That's the kind of spirit that you engender in your business. And um, so I'm thinking about these screeners, and up in the air, It was beautiful, and some of them just came in an envelope with barely even a label on them. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, people aren't really taking their marketing very seriously.
0: That's right, and, and, by, and so for people who have no idea what we're talking about, right. Uh, so
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, well, but then again, you've been talking to an, you know an acting you know coach this whole time, so that,
0: that's true. But they just, might have uh,
1: tuned out already, and then won't they be sorry?
0: They won't. Yeah, that's right, because I might have invited them to uh, watch one of these screeners. You know, you never know.
1: Yeah, See, But uh, the,
0: You know. It's, it's anybody wanting to know what we're talking about, if you're in the, the Screen Actors Guild, they send you every year a handful of current movies that they are hoping you're going to vote on. And uh, they usually come too late to, to actually watch and vote. Right. This year, they actually, I, I've gotten all five, they sent five usually every year, and this year I've gotten all five before the voting ended,
1: which, which is, is the remarkable. first
0: time that's happened. Yep. I often get, like, two movies like the next day, and it's like, well, well, you just waste a lot of postage, but thanks for the movie.
1: Thank you. I'll take it. I will take but, it. But you know you're supposed to cut them up. I laugh. Yeah. I, almost, I almost did my own spit cake. but yeah, you're supposed to. Uh, they will very politely tell you uh, on the screen that you are supposed to cut up the DVD when you're done watching.
0: I've it. actually never seen that on. Uh, maybe, I've, maybe I've blinked.
1: It's uh, yeah. It's well, it's probably it's when a, you're getting your popcorn and you're problem. telling everybody, be quiet, be quiet. The movie's starting. Yep. They're like, please destroy this. <laughs> well, they should make
0: it the Mission Impossible style screeners that you know self destruct.
1: sure or Inspector Gadget. You know, one of the two. Absolutely. That's where my brain goes, right? Yep.
0: So at this point, I want to start uh, seeing, uh, letting people know, uh, you know, what's up for you, what, how to get in touch with you, uh, anything that you'd like to announce or promote or anything fun.
1: Anything fun? Well, um, those of you who think, well, oh, she seems like a neat actor," um, if you you can go to my website, which is AaronChroniken dot um, uh, spell and, it for the good people. Oh my goodness. It's E R I N C R O N I C A N.com. Aaron com. If you even get some variation of that in Google, um, my name will pop up, but, um, but I do quite a bit of film and TV work and I uh, just got another booking on one life to live. Uh, this will be my sixth episode Third, different character. Um, I'm wondering if the uh, residents of Landview are very confused by
0: um, having me play
1: all these different roles. But, um, so I'm shooting that next week, and it'll probably air in about uh, six weeks from then. Uh, and I always put the clips up on my website there. Um, other than that, um, anybody who has any questions at all can feel free to email me um, through my website, or they can email me directly using erin uh, at theactorsenterprise.org because i will answer questions and put them up on my blog which is linked from my website um, and i'm here really to help anybody who has any needs if you poke around my website you'll even see i have a resource directory um, But anytime i'm on a website that's great for actors um, or any business owners really but especially actors i will um, log it into this resource directory uh, the blog is organized by keyword So uh, I have all kinds of resources available. I'm trying to um, do most of the work for actors when they're... they're
0: How often do you write in your blog? Um,
1: I have a commitment to... I have uh, two blogs, my acting one and my coaching one, and I write in one blog every day. So I'm three to four times a week. Um, And I also have Twitter and Facebook pages, and all these things have different content. So no matter what um, social networking site you use, uh, you could feel comfortable being... um, Following me on all of them because I'm not going to put the same information twice. That's well, what's good. your
0: what's your Twitter what's your Twitter name? Or do you have more? It's Erin
1: Chronican. It's my my full name.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm by the way, I'm Coach Andrew.
1: Coach. Oh, see, you you slid in there and got that fast. Coach yeah. Andrew, that's good.
0: I am I am Coach Andrew everywhere I go.
1: Good. You know, normally I'd be the Actors Enterprise, but it was too long for uh, Twitter. Right. And I thought, oh gosh, what am I going to do now? So, um, but yeah, I went ahead and branded it, and I do both at the same time. I find that you know, with social networking, people want to know you as a person yes. more than just your business. So I, I it actually worked out really well because it was, it kind of forced me to do that.
0: Well, you know, one of the things I do because of you know, the, my name Pora, it's P-O-R-E-T-Z, and I, I, I could spell it a hundred times, and people somehow manage to turn it inside out. Yep. Uh, more often than not, Portez and as a result of which, I actually own the domain name andrewportez.com.
1: Very smart.
0: Which, of course, forwards, it, forwards to com, which forwards right. to... You know, so it all goes to one spot. Right, right. But that's I, I I used to get upset about it, and I said, you know, that's the way it is. People are dyslexic. <laughs>
1: yep. yep. When they really are, I get called Erica all the time, and I go, really? Or Eric and it's because my last name starts with c and they just blend it all together. Yeah.
0: That that's what happens. Yeah. Harder to coach Andrew I don't get too many uh, people people find it easy to remember I, and smart. my my futurecoach.com is easy to remember. I yeah. wanted to come up with something that if I met you on the street and I told you my website, you could probably find it even if you didn't write it down.
1: Absolutely. And you know, you bring up one thing and I won't take up too much time, but uh you know I tell people that anytime you find you're stuck or you have a problem, jump for joy because that's when you're going to innovate. That's when you're going to create something even better. So you've created a name for yourself that's much, much easier for people to, to, to understand because you had a problem with your name and people not understanding it. So um, that's very exciting. I like that. It's
0: true. And, and, and by the way, I, I, even if I say go, I go to karaoke, I, have, I will write on the little slips of paper, Coach Andrew. Oh yeah. It's just it's just a thing of mine. It's like wherever I go.
1: I was at karaoke late last night. I am
0: night, that man. That's why I oh, had were to, you?
1: Uh, yes I was. It was fun.
0: Oh, where, where did you go? It was go? really
1: fun because my oh, it's um it's on the Upper East Side, it's called Top Tunes. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's really fun, and especially on the weekdays there are not many people there. But when I I my my first song always is Respect, and I am a little white girl, and I and I kind of. Uh, surprise people a little bit it's really fun because when the music comes on they go, um what? I go, wait, <laughs> just a second and then if after the first part you don't like it, I'll turn it off, it's okay it's really fun yeah.
0: oh, that's wonderful, well, I, 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 I hope to get to see that
1: oh, it would be fun yeah, we could just do like a coach's time we'll coaches motivate karaoke. each other while we're, uh, while we're singing karaoke I, I,
0: yeah, let's do coaches' karaoke
1: that would be awesome
0: uh, consider it done. We're gonna, we're, done we will, and done. we will, uh, folks. You're gonna look forward to hearing about Coach's karaoke on a future call. Love it. Well, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, Erin Kroniken for being you're my welcome. guest today. Yes. Erin from the ActorsEnterprise.org. You can learn more about her and see her very lovely pictures, by the way. Thank
1: you. Thank you're you. You're very that.
0: welcome. And. <laughs> And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will be back next week at our regular bat time, same bat station. Have an outstanding next seven days, and good night.